Love this podcast? Support this show through the Acast Supporter feature. It's up to you how much you give and there's no regular commitment. Just hit the link in the show description to support now. Head over to Hulu this March where our new shows and movies will keep you streaming all month long. Catch the award-winning movie Poor Things starring Emma Stone, Mark Ruffalo and Willem Dafoe. Check out the new documentary, Freaknik, The Wildest Party Never Told, about the iconic Atlanta street party. And don't miss FX's Shogun, a reimagining of the epic tale starring Anna Sawai. So, what are you waiting for? Go stream something new on Hulu. Ready to pop the question? The jewelers at BlueNile.com have got sparkle down to a science with beautiful lab-grown diamonds worthy of your most brilliant moments. Their lab-grown diamonds are independently graded and guaranteed identical to natural diamonds, and they're ready to ship to your door. Go to BlueNile.com and use promo code LISTEN to get $50 off your purchase of $500 or more. That's code LISTEN at BlueNile.com for $50 off. BlueNile.com, code LISTEN. Welcome to the Horror Hangout podcast, where two bearded film fans watch the best and worst horror movies of all time. My name is Luke Condor with Kate, and I'm joined by my regular co-host, Mr. Mr. Ben Errington. And we are joined by a special guest, uh, Mrs. Alice Taylor-Matthews. Hello, Alice. Hi. Thank you for having me. Oh, you're very welcome. Alice says here, Alice is a comedian and lifelong horror fan. She has an improvised Dungeons & Dragons show, uh, Tales of Venture at the Bristol Improv Theatre, and also introduces horror films for Bristol Bad Film Club. Is there such a thing as a bad film, Alice? Um, I don't, I mean, well, the short answer is yes. Okay. But the longer answer is if you have managed to get people together and get an idea from your head onto a page and then from that page into a film set, then no, like yeah. you've won, you've made a movie. But That's amazing. There's, but there's some bad ones, you're saying. But there's definitely <laughs> <ones>. <laughs> Cool. Um, I have such admiration for people, though, that manage to get like a crew and, and make a film. So like, I like, I, and I think, you know, it's really interesting to see like people's creations and stuff. So there are bad movies, but I find them very endearing. Also, something like the bad movies that are bad because they're different. It's those differences that kind of stick in your mind for like a much longer time. Like some people hate some of the movies that I, I can understand why they're not good movies, but I like genuinely love them for those idiosyncrasies. I feel like it's when you hear a kid tell a joke and it's the yeah. worst joke you've ever heard, but it's so funny yeah. because of who told it and just like the innocence of it or like the like the like feelings behind it or whatever, you know, when when like you get a kid and they just be like, Why you know, not knock who's there, a dog. He's got no hands. <laughs> <laughs> I like those jokes. I think I follow a Twitter that's, account that does those. That's what bad How did he me- knock? but that's it like i think that's what bad movies do like they're so out there and kind of bizarre that there's something really endearing about them and i think they're very earnest and i I like that about i like that about bad movies yeah 
So you you have an appreciation for people who make movies. Have you made a movie yourself, or are you? Um, I did a wee make. Um, I beg your pardon. Uh, a wee make. It's like a remake, but we made it a wee make of oh. Point of Point Break. Um, <laughs> <laughs> um, me and a bunch of friends, we all got assigned individual scenes, and as a collective, we remade Shot for Shot Point Break. Um, so that was really fun. We the scene that we had was uh, the drug bust scene. Are you guys big Point Break fans? I'm yes. not. Oh yes, but uh, it sounds great. Drug bust <laughs> scene. What like with feet getting shot off? And stuff. Yeah, yeah. Um, we did that. Um, <laughs> uh, who, who was Anthony Kiedis? That's what I want to know. Uh, my friend Hugh, and when he got his foot shot off, we put um, a party cannon in a shoe and then triggered it in slow motion, and it looked great. Um, I uh, and we did it in my mum's house because out of all our houses, it's the most that looks like a drug crack den. Um, <laughs> <laughs> she was she was redecorating at the time, um, but yeah. So we did a we made a we made a you know, a Swedish version of Point Break, um, which is fun, but I've never, like, made, a, like, an actual film. Can we find that anywhere, like, on YouTube? Yeah, you can buy it on DVD if oh. you go. <laughs> we had a DVD release. We had a wow. we had a cinema premiere. Um, yeah, if you go to 20th Century Flicks in Bristol, you can buy copies. It's called Project Utah. Ben, you're in Bristol. You can go I'm and in buy Bristol, one. yeah. See you sure. later. I'm Actually, on the way. After this, give me your address. I'll send you a copy. I've got a copy. Oh, that's amazing. Definitely going to take you up on that. Well, thank yeah. you. Thanks for making, for we making that film. And thanks <laughs> for being here. It's a pleasure to have you. Thank you for having me. <laughs> um, also, people might remember you offered a question up, I think it was a year ago, maybe. Yes. Maybe yeah. longer ago. And it was a really difficult, obtuse question, <laughs> I remember. <laughs> It was like, what was the makeup made out of on this guy's face or something like that? <laughs> yeah, yeah. It's so specific, wasn't it? Um, it? It was. I love that you guys actually remember that because you like you mis you misinterpreted what I said as well. So <laughs> I said it was um, like a fiberglass um, mask uh, that was potato chip thin, as in like an American potato chip, not like a uh, British potato chip. Uh, like a British potato chip's well fit. Whereas, like an American potato chip, like a crisp. Oh wow! Yeah. What I yeah. mean—that is the, that is the key difference there. Just really. <laughs> wait, wait a minute. I think was it? Yeah. I remember that. But um, that that shot is amazing. So this college kid wore this thirteen-year-old girl's face made of fiberglass, and then just growled. Um, uh, and it's amazing. In fact, you can see him just robing in the scene before. If you look really far off into the bushes, you just see this, like oh, that. Right. <laughs> what, like he's accidentally in the shot, you mean? Or... Yeah, he's accidentally in the shot, taking <laughs> the gloves off to be back. What a got movie. two different masks. One's potato chip fin and one's American fry fin. And he's yeah. like, can't decide which one to put on. Uh, they paid him They paid him $50 and had to get him really, really drunk. To be how fair, $50. Yeah, how old was he? Did you say? Uh, sleepaway camp. It's like uh, eighty-two, maybe. I mean, no. I mean, the kid. Do we know? Do oh. we know? Yeah, was the kid. <laughs> eighty-two years old. <laughs> um, <laughs> he was college aged, so okay. I'm guessing like cool. twenty. Yeah. Um. So Ben, do we have 
any horror news doing the rounds at the minute? Uh, got a couple of little bits here. So initially, like like the day after our last episode went live, there was some Resident Evil movie oh, yeah. reboot news. So on top of the uh, Resident Evil Netflix show, there's apparently being. Oh, is this not the same out. thing? Is this not, not the, the same thing, thing Luke? Oh. Not, not the, the animated thing. one, but like the. Yeah, so it's not okay. the animated one, but there's going to be a new film. I don't think it's linked to Netflix in any way, as far as I can mm. tell. But it's going to be a rig- an origin story adaptation of the first two games, which is kind of like a dream come true. This is kind of like what I've wanted Resident Evil to do forever, since the yeah. start. And, who, um, and there's got... a cast. Yeah. Sorry, the cast. I recognize a few of them. Who, who, yeah, um... so Chaos, Good Delario. Absolutely ruined that. The girl from Crawl. <laughs> she was also in Skins. Effie. Yeah. 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 Um, and then one of the villains from the late from the last. Ant-Man she's the girl film, who can't I shout. I remember, <laughs> like she can't shout. Well, in crawl, like her shout was very weak. It was like a balloon. I was, was going to say that the girl that couldn't shout sounds like a great horror movie. Yeah, yeah. It does. Call for help. <laughs> <laughs> what is that? A, a mouse being. <laughs> <laughs> Uh, so yeah, so they got like all the classic characters, your Claire Redfield, um, Jill Valentine, um, Tom Hopper from the Umbrella Academy, who plays like the, uh, who plays number one, the big monkey body guy, hmm. my impression of him. He's, he's going to be Albert Wesker. So it looks like they've gone, they've gone for it. And we're going to forget Paul W.S. Anderson's Resident Evil franchise soon, I hope. Alice, are you a fan of the Resident Evil movie franchise? No. But I do have a fond memory of seeing Afterlife. Um, I, with my old housemate, we went to a all uh, all night horror 3D horror movie marathon, and that was one of the movies. Wow! Which um, one was Afterlife? That was like I can't um, remember. One of them. One of them comes after Life. Resident it was Evil definitely Life. one of them. Yeah. Now, it was a bad movie. <laughs> Go on, sorry. Uh, no, no, I was just going to say, yeah, it's just... It, when we're it, talking it, about bad movies, those are bad movies that, you know, it's hard to find much enjoyment in. I think the last one, like the final chapter, I just remember, like, almost having a seizure just because of the the, yeah. the, the edits and the cuts and everything. It was a bit ridiculous. It was like early 2000s new metal music video, and hopefully... <laughs> hopefully this new one won't no. be. Yeah. Um, I don't know who's involved. Who's um, So... Johan Johan Roberts is directing the feature film reboot. He did Forty Seven Meters Down and The Strangers oh, at Night. Okay, I know. Yeah, he seems like a good yeah. guy. I mean, I haven't seen. Um, I've only listened to interviews with him. I've, I've seen Forty Seven Meters Down, which was pretty good. I mean, nothing amazing. Um, but The Strangers Pray at Night, I haven't seen. But I hear <laughs> there's a good scene in it. <laughs> I hear there's oh, a great right. scene in it. So we I've could just do that. More. I've seen The Strangers. The, the, yeah. What? Why? Do we, why are they doubling down on Resident Evil? So a live action series, a live action. Sorry, an animated series, and now a live action film. Well, the games have maybe, been doing really well, haven't they? Recently, I was going to say maybe there's a bit of resurgence of the games, and maybe the rights are really cheap. People yeah. are like, what's of the make some money on this because like it has a fan base like even if you do make a terrible movie people are gonna go see it gonna make you money back yeah 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 and it seems like with the with the um tv show they're gonna they're like um doing like a sort of stranger things kind of thing where it's like the kids of the 
of Albert Wesker who are kind of trying to oh, yeah. de- uh, dive into the mysteries of the Umbrella Corporation. So yeah, it could like be a, f- a few different angles. Hopefully they'll cross over though. I think that would be nice. Oh, that could be mm. fun. Could be fun. Uh, what else? So there was a trailer for The Stand as well, which went online a couple of days ago. Don't know if you, any of you guys watched that. I did. Oh, yeah. I haven't. I haven't, but I will watch it after this. <laughs> I didn't. I didn't know all that. I knew there was a new adaptation. I didn't know all that much about it. But it's um, Josh Boone, so who directed the New Mutants, his new adaptation, which is a nine-episode limited series, going to be on CBS All Access, and apparently it's coming out in December. Um, but it looks all right. It looks very yeah. Stephen King. You know, they got everyone there. You got Randall Flagg, who is played by uh, which one of the Scars Guards? One of them, Alexander. Alexander. Yeah, yeah. Yeah. Uh, Whoopi Goldberg is Mother Abigail, and then the cast that's pretty solid as well. People like Greg Kinnear. The only uh, thing with that kind of thing. Oh, I love Greg Kinnear. The only thing is, I, I love Greg Kinnear too. As soon as you said Greg Kinnear, I was like, <laughs> oh, Greg Kinnear. Greg Kinnear, yeah. We used to watch um, Mystery Men on repeat all the time just because he was a is his name like captain fantastic i can't remember it's one of those kind of things but he was great mm. um what was i gonna say um sorry man carry on i've completely lost uh, i don't know why i don't know why i saved this as a potential story for us to discuss because i don't really know anything about it apart from the headline so buffalo bill's house from the silence of the lambs is up for sale i know and i saw this take- you saw this. I saw this. Yeah. You can take a virtual video tour as well of the house. I've been trying to write a joke about it, um, but I can't. <laughs> I can't. I can't get it clear in my head. Like clearly, the joke is it puts the location on right move, or else. Uh, and, then, uh, and then I just can't yeah, finish yeah. it. So yeah. I mean, that's like I'll, I'll get them. That's but yeah, <laughs> you just gonna be walking around tomorrow and go. <laughs> yeah. yeah. I got it. <laughs> I I love I love Science of the Lambs. It's mm. it's one of our favorite movies. It, yeah. Like it yeah. it never fails to creep me out. There is so much creepy about it, um, and everyone everyone's performances are amazing. Like yeah. it prop it properly is like uh, an amazing film. So would you say and, that's your favorite Hannibal Lecter thing? Yeah, 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 definitely. More than the Hannibal TV show or. I tried to get into the Hannibal TV show and people are like really like passionate about it but I don't yeah. know I just couldn't quite get into it I'm not a big TV person mm. um, actually no that's not true like I'm just very pernickety about the TV shows that I watch and then yeah. when I find one I watch I'll watch it forever on repeat yeah. <laughs> just but like that's my thing I'm gonna just watch I'm gonna watch that again yeah I'm the same with TV Regardless. shows I don't like to because they're, they're so long and I'd rather just spend two hours watching a film than ten, yeah. ten hours watching a TV show. I got really annoyed watching something, but because I'd watched two thirds of it, I was like, I'm gonna finish it. But I was so <laughs> I was so angry about yeah. finishing it. Uh, and then it ended and I was just like, Oh just, it, I'm just really angry now. Was it lost? <laughs> it sounds like it was lost. <laughs> 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 no, although I don't remember feeling that. Actually, no, I just stopped watching Lost Stars. It's like, yeah. I'm not wasting my time. I watched the final, but I was like, I'm not wasting my time with this anymore. Yeah. Um, all I kind of wonder about the Science of Lamb's house is, does the is it actually got a basement or was it like shot somewhere else? I don't know. It'd be disappointing if it didn't have a basement, wouldn't it? Yeah. You'd have to build one. You'd have to build one, yeah. I wonder if it comes with um, night vision goggles as well. Yeah, that'd be handy. Oh, I, got, I love that movie so much. 
and that's it, really. I did see that apparently an animated Adams Family sequel has been announced for Halloween 2021. Don't what? know if you didn't, guys saw there, the original of that. Did one come uh, out last year? Did one come out last year? Yeah. yeah. Okay. Um, I was put off by unattractive Gomez. <laughs> oh. Uh, oh yeah, because he's like sort of just a. I know, like he actually represents like what he looked like in the comic, but the children deserve a sexy Gomez, and I will not be moved on that. <laughs> <laughs> I, I no. got sex, I got sexy Gomez. Everyone should, all children should have sexy Gomez. <laughs> yeah, I, can't, I can't disagree with that. To be fair, I'm not gonna not gonna attempt to argue. Also, random in the Adams Family animated films, Snoop Dogg is it. Oh, is he? Yeah. Does he speak much? Yeah. Well, okay. I mean, he does. Well, actually, worse. He doesn't just go. Whoa, whoa, whoa. No, no. Oh, that's a good point, actually. In my head, I remember him just—he's basically just Snoop Dogg. <laughs> and first of all, I was like, "Is this a joke? Is it someone pretending to be Snoop Dogg?" And then afterwards, I found out it is Snoop Dogg. So uh, there we go. He'll do anything. Um, I saw him rapping for a Just Eat advert the other day. Like he will, if it, if it, if it gets anything. in that Wonga, he'll he'll do it. I bet they paid him a lot, though. Yeah. Oh, bet they did. Yeah. Yeah. I like so Snoop it... Dogg. I think he's. I think he seems like quite a nice man. Yeah. <laughs> I've, I've uh, eaten at his uncle's rib shack. His uncle has a rib shack, and it's really good. Where is that? Uh, I can't. No, <laughs> I can't remember where it is because I've been to. I've been to America lots of times, and I think I've been to fourteen out of fifty states so far. Wow. Um. So oh, it's wow. all sort of merged into one. Uh, I'm going to say it's probably LA. Do you count the states if you fly over them? Because if so, I've done quite no. a few as well. Oh, okay. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, well, you're in them. You're definitely in them. I'll let yeah. you count that, Luke. Thanks, mate. Have, yeah. have, you guys yeah. seen, have you guys seen Bones with Snoop Dogg? Um, I've seen... Is that the one where he's a ghost, like a pimp ghost, and yep. he... <laughs> <laughs> Yeah. He's a ghost. No, he's not a ghost yet. That's right. He's a pimp ghost. Right. Yes, Here we go. Specifically. But like but like he didn't want drugs in his neighborhood and then people killed him so that they could put drugs in the neighborhood. And then he's yeah. like, I told you not to put drugs in the neighborhood and then kills now, people. Now I'm a ghost. Is that, is that is that the plot of Bones? That is the one, yeah. Um <laughs> I've definitely seen it. I can't remember much about it. But um, I just thought of that then when we were discussing them. I think it traumatised me a little bit because I'm not I'm not really scared of anything. Like I'm just I'm just I'm just generally not scared. But I do get freaked out by maggots, and I just remember there being like maggots constantly in it. Yeah. Like I think they like come out of people's faces and fall from the ceiling and come out of walls and just like I just said, there's maggots everywhere. And I think it just is like maggot overload. Too many. Uh, yeah. Too many maggots, yeah. There we go. But that's pretty much it in terms of news. I don't know if you guys saw anything else that I've missed. No. No, other than cinemas closing down, which isn't good. Oh. Yeah. Oh, God. I did go to the cinema this week. Did you go to the cinema as well, Lee? I did. I went to see Akira for the first oh. time in IMAX, which is great. Uh, have you seen Akira? No. Years ago. Like years ago. Probably when I was a teenager. Yeah, it's one of those films like I remember at work or being at uni and people bringing it up and I say I haven't seen it and they go, What? You haven't seen a Kira? Yeah. <laughs> so I, it was always like a black mark on my 
filmography. It, it is great. Like I can see why people really love it. Kind of dystopian. It's like quite epic dystopian um, film, but it's. I didn't expect it to have as much body horror in it as it does. It goes on full anime, but the body horror elements are insane. In a, well, in that, a, in a horror movie has, fan way. That has piqued my interest because body horror is my favourite. <laughs> yeah, yeah. It definitely goes to some crazy places towards the end. If it, you is, it is a cinema blind spot for me. Like, I've got a list of cinema blind spots, so maybe I should add that one on there. It's worth it. It's pretty good. <laughs> Someone watching uh, the horror movie right now. Um, <laughs> that, that might be my baby. I might have to um, just feed him, but you can't see my boobs from here, so I might just... <laughs> one second. Okay, no worries. What you need to do? What about you, Ben? What have you been watching? Or do you want to wait for... Um, yeah, yeah. Okay, good. Yeah. Let's wait, just because <laughs> well, we don't know how long she's going to be. Oh, no, she's back. If you need to go at any point, Alice, we can hang on for it. We can hang on for you. Oh, God. <laughs> <laughs> I said, if you need to go briefly, we can hang on for you. So no, no. Earlier this year, I made a baby. So. <laughs> oh. Just got to deal with the consequences. <laughs> Not really. The consequences are. He's lovely. I love babies. <laughs> How old is he? Um, he is four months. Ah, oh, teeny tiny. No, such a smasher. Um, see your first. No, my second. Uh, oh, so my, right, okay. Yeah, so I'm all on the baby. <laughs> oh no. Have we had a baby on the podcast before, Luke? Uh. Well, when people lose the quizzes, they can go that way. <laughs> <laughs> Me after losing a round of uh, the name game. Yeah. What are you drinking? That looks very yellow. Is it? It's just, it is literally just water. Yellow and water. Spider, spider oh, man. cool. Okay. I've seen a lot of people with those kind it? of metal uh, <laughs> bottle tanker things. What are they? Yeah. Does it Sorry. make the water? <laughs> Sorry. I think it, it keeps the water cool, but it also keeps it quite fresh as well. You know, when after you've left a bottle of water there, you haven't touched it for a while. Maybe yeah. if you've refilled it or something. Yeah. You go and taste it, and you're like, <laughs> keeps it nice and fresh. It's quite a good weapon as well. I feel like for once it's full of water, I keep it on the well, side of my yeah. bed. I was gonna say is you would have never Tiny survived in signs because they need all the glasses of water yeah. if they were. Um, so uh, you I would have do. been dead straight away. Yeah, you're totally right, and I do love that moment as well. Swing away. Yeah. That's like a proper goosebumps moment in film for me, where I go, oh, oh, Joaquin. I can't remember the last time I watched Signs. I think that I my memory of Signs is the scary movie sequel that had the Signs bits in it with Leslie Nielsen. <laughs> you know, he pees out his finger. <laughs> 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 the, jump, the jump scare in Signs is also one of the best I that is one of the jump scares in cinema that I will give a pass to yeah. I think yeah, it, it fulfills a very specific purpose and it's very well done I get a bit I get a bit on the high horse about you know vendors as well lack, lack, lackluster lazy ben, ben says they're lazy well, <laughs> lazy bloody lazy <laughs> We'll just tell people on the podcast it's me. Pooped. I always go away thinking I've definitely pooped and then realise, well, maybe, maybe I haven't. Phew, not this time. 
<laughs> you got away with that he one. Just, <laughs> he just wants a cuddle. He's just a oh. cuddle. boy. So sorry about that. Who edits your podcast? That's me, but Do this would be dead easy because... Oh. oh, apologies. Sorry, <laughs> <laughs> right, don't worry. Um, okay, I just put Belial. So you wanted to say brain damage. Got... So. Um, We're so... talking about Akira and then... You talked about Akira. Have you watched anything else, Luke? Yes. I watched two other movies. I know some people are like banging out the horror movies at the minute because it's October, but I'm a little behind. But I watched two movies. I watched Impetigore on Shudder, which is directed by... An, it's an Indonesian horror movie, and it's directed by the guy who made Satan's Slaves, which a lot of people would like bigging up big time, uh, like last year or something. Um, so I've watched Impetigore, and I wasn't too sure what I was getting, getting into, and it is really good. It's really spooky. The gore's really great. It's it's about this. So it starts off with a woman working in uh, one of those uh, till booth. What do you call the things where you toll booth? Yes, yeah, toll booth. One of them, and a guy comes out, and then he says, "Are you this person?" He says, "No, I'm not this person." And he goes, "You are this person." And he gets out a machete and starts trying to kill her. And you find out that she is this person. And then <laughs> she's got some property in this village where this guy came from. And because she's so poor and like struggling financially, she goes to try and see this property to sell it. But the village wants her dead. I and mean, like, there's a really creepy little um, village in the middle of nowhere kind of situation going on. It's, um, it's, I was surprised by how good it was. So I definitely recommend in Petty Gore. Is it Indonesian? Yeah, yeah. And this is on Shudder as well, yeah. Yeah, the, I've seen the, the poster. Image, I don't really like the poster. It's like it's like a woman's head with like little woman's heads in her eyes. Um, <laughs> <laughs> but oh it's, yeah, but it's really I good. Was, I've looked at it now, and it is yeah, that is a bit now. Sesame yeah, Street has uh, got the small problems compared to eyes in people's faces. <laughs> little heads, <laughs> old eyeball heads. He's just like yeah, eyeball heads. <laughs> Um, and I also watched um, uh, Books of Blood, the new Clive Barker. Um, I want, I don't want to call it an adaptation because it doesn't really. So it's a movie that includes the wraparound story from the Books of Blood books, but um, that's like one of the weakest stories in the Books of Blood to include, and it kind of makes up some other stories. You saw this as well, didn't you, Ben? Yeah. Um, yeah, not... Not, not, yeah, I know it. Yeah, weird that they would do an adaptation of it and then include new stories. That doesn't really make any sense at all, does it? Yeah, call me old fashioned, but if I'm going to go watch an adaptation, I kind of want it to be an adaptation of the story and not, not just use the name and then do your own, completely your own thing. I don't, it's not even like a loose adaptation, and then, those, those other stories. No. And also, like, there's so many, there's so many good stories you can cherry pick from from how many volumes is it like six volumes of books of blood like you literally yeah. take any of them uh, and it just seems like the ones they decided to write themselves are just sort of like a bit half-assed and I they like don't the even feel like Clive made. Barker stories like the the ones they've done themselves don't have the <clears throat> the Clive Barker made Clive know. Barker flavor <laughs> yeah there are maybe one or two visual moments which yeah. were quite Clive Barker which, but other than that, I just find a lot of the characters annoying as well. Anna Friel's in it. 
really? Yeah. Bit random, isn't it? Yeah. Um, that's that's probably the only yeah. actor I recognise. As a as a sort yeah, of a random horror movie to stick best. on, it's okay. But as if you're going into it expecting an adaptation of like Clive Barker stuff, yeah, it's not that great. <clears throat> well, considering you predicted the Clive Barker resurgence, and now yeah. this dud has arrived, I know. I'm it's... blaming you. Well, I need them all to be bangers. I need Candyman to be a banger. I need. Oh yeah, I'm looking forward to that. Yeah, me too. I'm pretty confident that that's going to be a banger. Got, got high hopes. What else is coming out, Ben? I can't remember. Have uh, you guys... Uh, what? Go on, sorry. Clive Barker? Yeah. Mm, something else. I can't remember. Sorry. Go on, Alice. What I was going to say, um, have you guys seen St. Maud? No. Yes. <laughs> yes. I want to. No. <laughs> uh, I saw it um, recently, obviously, because it's like new. Um, it's great, isn't it? Or oh, did you not like it? I liked it. Yeah, yeah, I liked it, definitely. Like, I only saw it last night, so I think with something like that, I need to sort of process it a little bit because it yeah. doesn't feel like just one of those films I'm kind of... Well, there's plenty I liked about it. There are a couple of genuinely unnerving, creepy moments. Uh, yeah. Um, where, was it, where was it set as well? I kept trying it's, to work it's it an, out. It's an unnamed seaside town. I think it looks like Southend. Um, That's... <laughs> Yeah, I was thinking South End, and there are a couple of bits that looked a bit like Blackpool as well. It definitely yeah. looked like somewhere. I, I think it's meant to just sort of be like an unnamed seaside town. Yeah. I don't. I don't think you're meant to be like, oh, that's this place. It's getting reviewed um, really well. I think a lot yeah. of people are singing its praises. Yeah, I would. You know, I would encourage lots of people to kind of see it. Like, um, I don't want to kind of give anything away, but like it reminded me of films like Carrie and stuff like that, and you know, the um, lead. The lead she's, was great. She's so good. She was superb. Yeah. Um, and, uh, well, I'm trying to think of what I could say about it without... Uh, <laughs> without um, and it's also the debut feature of the director. Yeah, um, Rose Glass. Rose Glass, yeah. Is it Rose Glass? Um, <laughs> That's what I'm so. calling her now. <laughs> that, that sounds about right. That does sound right. Um, yeah, and it's getting reviewed really well, and it's good that... It, like it came out as well because obviously with plenty of films getting pushed back it's good that they decided to release it um because i've been looking forward to it for a while so yeah definitely check out check out luke i think you like it okay i will although i don't know if the cinema's open now so i don't know how there's only one cinema around here just bang on the door we've got to do is bang on the door (laughs) right bang on the door and someone will answer eventually yeah okay i'll give it a go um (laughs) sorry i just had to let that out then (laughs) (laughs) <laughs> what um, <laughs> what uh, else have you been watching? Um, I watched Coco D, Coco Da. Have you guys seen that? <laughs> <laughs> yeah. um, I get very upset like, when I yeah. when you talk about films I haven't seen. <laughs> um, it is like <laughs> Johannes Nieholm, I want to say, um, and it's uh, it's a like a kind of a horror film. Uh, in the vein of like Groundhog Day, um, so okay. some, yeah. something terrible happens, and a couple go on a camping trip to sort of reconcile, and then um, some creeps from the woods attack them, and then they relive that day over and over again. Um, but what distinguishes it from other movies that have time loops is uh, 
only one character kind of remembers that it's happened again, but he doesn't quite remember exactly the details. So in something like Groundhog Day, where Bill Murray is able to best it and yeah. use everything to his advantage because he knows exactly, like, this guy doesn't. He just knows something horrible is lurking out there, coming to get him, and he can't quite grasp what it might be, but he knows it's coming, and it comes again and again and again. It's really yeah. good. What's that one called? Coco? Coco D, Coco Da. Uh, why is it called that? that? <laughs> Where's it? What? Where's it made? Uh, it's, it's, <laughs> yeah. it's based. It's based on a children's nursery rhyme, um, oh. and um, it's a the nursery rhyme is about a dead uh, rooster who can <laughs> no longer sing. Um, so it's like a. I think it's Danish Swedish film. Mm, okay. Um, and uh, it's really yeah, it's really good. It's really tense. Um, so I would, I would recommend that. Cool. <laughs> What about you, Ben? Uh, anything else? Uh, well, so in preparation for today's film, I decided to go and watch a couple more um, Frank Henelotter movies just because I hadn't seen any of his stuff before. Basket, Basket Case was the first one, but then I decided to go and watch Brain Damage as well. And uh, yeah, it's pretty trippy, sleazy fun, psychedelic visuals, score. Uh, <laughs> and... I found it really fun, and obviously the Elmer or Elmer yeah. dude, like yeah. a well-spoken. Weird, oh. I mean, it's very strange. Not that a dude. polite little parasite. What a polite <laughs> little parasite! I, what I loved the most about it was like his backstory, the fact that he was centuries old, and the fact that they've been fought over for all these years. That was really interesting, and yeah. I kind of like wanted more of that in a way. Um, but yeah, apart from that, it was it was pretty nuts. But I also watched Frankenhooker, which. Um, <laughs> it's got to be like one of the one of the ultimate party movies to watch like with friends because it is utterly utterly ridiculous in the best possible way. Um, there's a scene where a load of exploding hookers, well, a load of hookers explode after smoking super crack, super crack, <laughs> and they all explode. And honestly, I think it may be one of the greatest scenes ever put to film because I have watched it back, like. <laughs> four times and every time i was still like going (laughs) (laughs) belly laughing and uh i think it might be i mean it's a completely different film i guess well it's the same sort of vibes as is is um basket case and brain damage but i don't know i kind of really really like this one whereas the other two obviously i won't spoil how i feel about it (laughs) i've got got an indication there (laughs) (laughs) yeah i absolutely loved it so that was that and apart from that i've just started the haunting of blind manor i don't know if you guys have started that yet yeah yeah watch watched a bit of episode one a little bit just a little taste (laughs) did you guys did you guys see the thing that was going around on socials which was the review the reviewer who had been assigned the haunting of blind manor by the guardian was just like Oh, it was just I hate the worst. Oh, no, I Alice. Hate God. I, hate, I hate Halloween. I hate anything scary. It was real life scary stuff. So why would I want? Like, oh, bugger off. Yeah. <laughs> it is like pompous. It is incredibly pompous. And it's, a lot of people were saying there are so many good writers. Hmm. Sorry, go on, Alice. No, I was just going to say, you know, like, I can't even remember what I was going to say. I think, like, just, I don't understand why you would start a review being like, I absolutely hate this thing. So here's my review of it. Yeah. It would make, well, kind of make sense was... if it was like, I actually hate it, but this was. Yeah, yeah, yeah. yeah. 
Yeah. They still gave it like two stars. Yeah. It's yeah. like if I hated Love Island, I don't know what I'm saying, if I hated it, as, as if I oh. actually love it. Oh, man. Uh, <laughs> like Love Island, for example, I don't watch it. I've got no interest in it. Like, I don't know why I would then put myself forward to write a review. Or if someone gave me a review, can you write a review of Love Island? But I'd say, well, I'm not the, the thing is, I'm not the right audience. Being contrarian is a good way of getting traffic. Yeah. So, and that's the thing, but that's so cynical. And there would have been so many people who yeah. would have really enjoyed writing about it, even if they hated it. Yeah. They could have been, they could have given a really interesting analysis from the point of view of someone who loves horror, even if like even if they hate it. But it's just someone like yeah. I hate Halloween, I hate horror movies. It's like they said, why are they you said Halloween is the most boring time of year. <laughs> I was outraged. Like, how can I you think... say Halloween's boring though? Like, you might not like Halloween, but it's not boring. Yeah. If it, I don't understand. How, I mean, against Christmas, it maybe doesn't live up to the Christmas hype, but compared to the rest of the year, like it's one of the high points. You know what I mean? It's yeah. not. I mean, anyone want to go around her house for St Andrew's Day? You know, like what's she doing? <laughs> <laughs> she loves Pancake Day. She's yeah. well into Pancake Day, <laughs> counting down, eating pancakes every single Got day. The pancake tree, up, yeah. pancake. <laughs> <laughs> You could totally make a pancake tree. That sounds delicious. Oh, pancake Just stacked day. on top of each other. Yeah. She wakes up at five in the oh. morning too excited for her pancakes. Yeah. <laughs> Love the pancake carols. Stocking full of pancakes at the end of the bed. Oh, the Lemon cold. Just scotch pancakes, the nice cold ones. Yeah. Start the day. <laughs> Um, I've only seen two episodes of the Haunted of Bly Manor so far. Um, I was kind of, I was kind of into the Haunted Hill House. Again, I'm a bit, I'm a bit similar with TV shows. It takes me a lot to feel really committed to something. Um, so currently, I'm not so sure. So. Um, I watched the Perry. Ma- I watched the Perry Mason um, TV show recently, and it's not a horror. It's nothing to do with horror, really. Um, but, Why are you reviewing it? <laughs> <laughs> but what I will say is, I at hate one Mason. Point, I know every stands for. <laughs> <laughs> but at one point, someone's head gets blown off with a shotgun, and it's really graphic. And I looked at it, and then I turned to my husband, and I went, "I think I know which special effects artist that is." And I was like, "I think that's Ed French." And I looked it up, and it was. Wow! Oh my Ed, God! Ed, Jesus Ed, Christ! Ed French, of course, being our friend from Sleepaway Camp. Where? How did you? Or did you go that? I bet that special effect head is about a chip thick. <laughs> <laughs> Imagine it like an artist with your fingernail. Yes, one, two chips, one chip. Everything. Like, my my favorite thing about horror movies, particularly like, like that's why I like body horror, is the special effects. Like yeah. I like I used to want to be like a special effects artist, and I like worshipped Tom Savini mm. when I was like a teenager. So like I do like watch a lot of horror films or like I've, I do recognize people's work and stuff so like when, like it does look different not all you know heads blown off with shotguns look yeah. the same there's different levels of technique there and he's got such a style that I was like do you know what? I think that's him that and, it, and it was and I was very, so ex- I was so excited that's really cool there's um as a comic book my friend has just kickstarted he did really well uh he's like made 200% of his goal it's called Serious Creatures, and it, it tells the story of Rob Bottin as he's, his sort of rise through uh, the special effects industry. And it's, I didn't realize there was that much of a 
a story to the whole industry, but it's really interesting. There's so much, so many interesting characters and mm. yeah. Um, wait, so Ed French, so how did you recognize? I mean, I don't understand what you saw in that that made you think. <laughs> it was it was just someone's <laughs> face that had been blown off with a shotgun, and the like level of detail and the color palette and things like that was like, okay. oh, that's Ed French's work. Wow, that's really cool. <laughs> that's that's impressive, and that's like such a niche thing. Like, if you could somehow monetize that, I don't know. Like, but like, I think it also helped. I think it also helped. No, because Ed French does a lot of the like medical dramas. Like, if if you okay. like, he did he did House and he did great, lots of stuff in Grey's Anatomy and stuff like that. So, like, if you want a gnarly wound, you're going to Ed French. Like, if you if you want it to look like someone's like lost half their jaw, here's your go. Yeah, Ed in. Yeah, Ed. <laughs> I think the last thing we even discussed before we get into the review was something um, me and Alice were discussing on Twitter and a few other people were involved as well. And that was child friendly horror movies to watch, um, particularly, I guess, around Halloween time, because it's a good time to introduce your kids to the genre and get them because, you know, they're open to it because um, Halloween's on its way. They're used to mm. dressing up and they know what it's all about. So uh, we were going to discuss some recommendations that would be suitable. Yeah, I sort of split up into age groups. Um, oh. So I, I lumped five and nine, five to nine-year-olds together, ten to twelve-year-olds together, and then twelve pluses. Wow, that's a lot yeah. more prepared than, than, than I was. <laughs> Even more prepared like than me. Three films in the I had no idea we were going to be talking about <laughs> <Yeah. this. laughs> I mean, we can just discuss as much as we like. So, like, I, I love horror films. And the first ever horror film I saw was when I was six years old and I saw Aliens. And I would not recommend you let your six-year-old watch Aliens. Um, didn't do me any harm, but um, it's probably a bit too intense. Do you feel like that might be what led you to be a horror movie fan today? Though? I mean, like, absolutely. Yeah. Um, but... Um, the context in which I watched Aliens was my parents had just broken up. Uh, it was the weekend. I went to stay with my dad in his like shitty one room apartment. We made a curry in which I chopped the chilies and then got chilies in my eyes. And then <laughs> we listened to a, a madness record because uh, I thought it blew baggage. up. Yeah, no, we listened to oh. Baggy Trousers and I was just like, this is the funniest song I've ever heard. Yeah. And then my dad smoked a joint and we watched Aliens. <laughs> wow. <laughs> well, like, I say, he, we, we didn't smoke a joint, like, he didn't go and just. How old are you again? Yeah, yeah, yeah. <laughs> he was, you know, he was off, you know, having a breakdown from yeah. uh, splitting up. Um, but yeah, he was just like, yeah, like, we can watch Aliens, and I thought it was amazing because, like, the main character is Ripley, who's incredible, and then the other sort of main character is Newt, who is a child who was pretty much my age. So, like, in terms of like identifying with characters, it was a really good introduction into horror. Yeah, I think the one that like kind of broke me as a kid was Candyman, and there yeah. wasn't really anyone in that. I mean, I could identify with Helen; she was had blonde hair. <laughs> um, yeah, that one ruined me a bit as a kid. I, I absolutely loved Candyman. Like I I used to just go into people's houses and be like Candyman, 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 <laughs> Candyman like, waiting for him to turn. Was there, not, was there not a part of you that was like terrified he would turn up though? No, 
like if Candyman was a maggot, then sure. But he's he's not. He's he's the wonderful Tony Todd. Why wouldn't I want the wonderful Tony Todd turning up? With his incredible voice, he's got yeah. like, the best voice in that film. Yeah. Um, I honestly, think Ali- Aliens was one of the first horror films I saw as well. I don't. I think I was. I don't think I was six. Um, but I remember seeing it super super young. Um, yeah. I've not got an interesting story about it in that way though and uh, I can't really remember I think my mum just used to watch films on a Sunday afternoon and I think on Sunday afternoons all bets were off because she wanted to yeah. watch the film and if I wanted to see it as well well my husband my husband saw Alien when he was also really little and his mum got it because he liked E.T. and she <laughs> <laughs> Amazing. <laughs> this alien is not so cute. <laughs> um, what would you say was the, the, the a good jumping off point then for so kids in horror? If you're looking at the like five to nine bracket, what I would say is you want like a horror adjacent movie rather than a horror movie. So like something like um, Nightmare Before Christmas or Elm <laughs> Street. No. <laughs> <laughs> Or, you know, like um, Paranorman or Hotel Transylvania. So in that world where there are like monsters and things, but the like levels of peril aren't there, mm. um, you know, horror adjacent movies are typically like animated movies and they're much more family. But, you know, they are actually for kids, but it introduces kids to things like werewolves and vampires and like zombies. Ca- would Casper or, or is that like Absol- okay. No, no, absolutely. Casper would definitely be in like a horror adjacent movie. So like world building movies that actually don't have that much peril in them. Yeah. Yeah. Um, yeah. Like, like Scooby-Doo, Adam's Family. That's, you know, that, those kind of films. Mm-hmm. Yeah. What about Coco? That's kind of like a, it's like a dead skeleton. Yeah, yeah, yeah. I, it, was, so. I would say... Yeah. I would say that that goes into the kind of category of like horror adjacent. Mm-hmm. Um, and then like 10 to 12 year olds, we're getting into horror, horror movies now. Um, so I would think, yeah, <laughs> no, like uh, not necessarily like full blown horror. So like yeah. I've put um, the witches and return to Oz in there. Oh, yeah. Um, yeah. Cause they are really scary, but I have also added things like arachnophobia, Beetlejuice, Jaws, the birds and tremors in there. Um, so depending on your depending on your <laughs> ten to twelve year olds, you know, like do have a yeah. think about like their sensitivities. <laughs> but all of those films um don't have either have very little kind of swearing, like Tremors has one F bomb in it. Yeah. Um Beetlejuice has got one F bomb, which I wasn't aware of until it, it arrived the other night. But you know. Beetlejuice is, I was obsessed with Beetlejuice as a kid. But like I didn't realize how like much like the adult there's a load of like, adult humor like he has like a little hooker house in his little model village. <laughs> Interestingly about that, so um, like a few months back, um, someone pointed out that in all PG films you're actually allowed one fuck, um, and they were saying like in the Lord of the Rings films, where would you put that fuck? Because they're all like PGs. (laughs) (laughs) But now like, I'm obsessed with that thought process. So every time there's a PG film, I'm like, where am I going to put the fuck? (laughs) (laughs) Um, (laughs) You know, um, which is a fun little game to play with yourself when you're watching films with kids. Just play with, you know, don't tell them. But like for that age bracket, like I don't think you necessarily want want monster monsters. Like you know, some of those do have monsters, but I actually think things like 
jaws and the birds and um, arachnophobia are good ones because mm. you know they are real life things they are scary but you can still like be like ah but you know it's it's Hollywood it's movies without them kind of because the thing with monsters is it's an irrational fear but you can't always you know you might be able to say to your kid oh there's no such thing as monsters but they might still have that fear whereas if you can be like spiders don't actually attack people let's go to the zoo let's go check out the spiders or you know let's yeah. actually you, know, you can you can um you know give them actually an evidence base that you know the film that we just watched about birds attacking people that doesn't happen it's it's you know silly it's made yeah um what films have you got for like that age range what would you well I didn't. I didn't kind of break my down into age range. I was just going to discuss some of the films I've been watching with my daughter. So she's yeah. ten, um, but I don't know. It's pretty pretty difficult because she's pretty brave with most stuff, but then something completely random and left field will seem to scare her. So this yeah. is actually pretty scary. But we watched we watched the Monster Squad. Oh, and she I love was okay that. with it to a degree. Yeah, obviously a great film. She was okay with it to a degree until we saw uh, the werewolf transformation. That was when she was kind of done. She was like looking away, and uh, and as soon as the werewolf would pop up again, she wouldn't want to look. She was, she was scared of one yeah. particular character of it. We watched Beetlejuice. She was absolutely fine. She even fell asleep, which you know, sort of shows me she's <laughs> not that bothered by it at all. Um, I was going to mention the Ghostbusters movies, yeah. um, mm. just because obviously there are some scary bits, but it's mostly like a horror comedy, I guess. Yeah. Um, Goosebumps movies as well, which again introduced them to monsters. Uh, but doesn't but the peril as again is I don't know iffy but one thing she got a little bit scared of recently we watched a Jurassic World animated yeah. um, oh. TV show which seems like on the surface is definitely made for kids but people die in it and yeah. uh, you don't you don't see like there's no blood or gore or anything like that but there are a couple of jumpy bits in it and she was genuinely scared she had to sleep in the same room as me oh. uh, <laughs> recently because she, she thought a Carnotaurus was going to pop its head through the window um but yeah apart from that um i think we've got the next couple we've got down would you put edward scissor hands in there i guess it's more like a gothic yeah i mean story, isn't it's it? it's you know it's it's kind of, it's basically a melodrama i mean it is definitely like horror adjacent and stuff so you know you could like for the 12 plus so a bit old for your daughter but you know there might be some films here i've got um poltergeist it's actually you know it's there's there's no boobs in it there's no swearing in it i think the mom smokes a joint at one point but you know you don't have to tell your kid what that is um and there's you know there's not much i think it was a pg when it came out and stuff um look at your sort of ghost pass by behind you there's like a mirror (laughs) behind you (laughs) yeah yeah, that's just the ghost ghost. um i I suppose nobody dies in poltergeist do they everyone's already dead yeah good point but I suppose, um, oh, what about the skeletons in the in the? Yeah, I mean, it does suit. get quite scary. Yeah. There's the clown. There's, I would imagine scaring like the clown toy would scare some kids. Yeah, there's definitely scary things in it. But if you want to introduce kids to scary films without mm. too much peril, then it's you know potentially a good one. Yeah. I also think um, horror comedies are quite good to introduce kids to horror. So like something like The Burbs, I think, would be quite fun to watch. Yeah. Like a lot of the Joe Dante yeah. films, like Gremlins and and um, oh yeah, things. Gremlins I watched all the time. Well, I think it was like ten-ish or so. So yeah, yeah it's a good one. Um, and actually, I wrote two down uh, that you know you may or may not agree with. Um, I think actually, The Quiet Place would be quite a good movie to introduce kids to. It's a twelve A. There isn't any swearing in it because there's no dialogue. <laughs> 
there's no nudity and there's very little gore like people do get hit by these monsters but it's very quickly like out of shot and things so if you are trying to introduce like a 12 year old to horror movies i think that could potentially be like quite a good one yeah you know to, to introduce um similarly the ring doesn't have much swearing or nudity and things, but, but it's again it was a 12 so you know actually there isn't you know it is scary mm. but if the purpose of this that you want to introduce you know your 12 year old i would not show this movie to an under 12 think, no. i'm scared of that I don't know if I can. <laughs> um, my mum's got a 13-year-old daughter, so my sis, my uh, my half-sister, um, and she's kind of been asking to watch things like It, uh, Scream, you know, so it's a little bit yeah. dodgy territory. Um, I think if I was there, I could kind of, you know, yeah. let her know when something particularly bad was going to come up so she could hide, yeah. but... Well, I mean, another one would be something like The Sixth Sense. You know, it's another movie where there's no nudity, there's no swearing. Well, there's there's like a nudie boy at one bit, but um, he's not completely naked. Um, college age, I hope. <laughs> <laughs> yes, very much college age. <laughs> but, you know, although, like, I, you know, controversial, I don't like that movie. I think the real twist of that I think the real twist of that movie it was it was never any good of the whole time. We've just... <laughs> <laughs> all been believing that it's yeah, good film, but actually it's a good film. The twist is it's not. It has a great twist. It has a great twist, but some of the dialogue like if you rewatch it, like some of the dialogue is properly cringe and some of the acting is pretty bad. Like the you know, Haley Jawsman does a good job, but like some of it is just I think it's quite dated. It's been a long time. I've seen it. M Night film on the podcast. Have we licked? No. I don't know if I want to. <laughs> I don't know. I mean, you like signs? You like signs? Oh, yeah. Oh, yeah. Oh, I've been yeah. in science. I've not seen it in a long, long, long time. And is Leslie Nielsen in it? I can't remember. <laughs> <laughs> hey, everyone. I've been on the go recently. Phoenix, Kansas City, Chicago. If you're like me and have a home but aren't always at home, you have an Airbnb. Hosting your home or a spare room is a very practical side hustle. If you live in a big game town, you can Airbnb your place for fans to stay in. Your home might be worth more than you think. Find out how much at Airbnb.com slash boast. I'm Nick Friedman. I'm Lee Alec Murray. And I'm Leah President. And this is Crunchyroll Presents The Anime Effect. We are a new show breaking down the anime news, views, and shows you care about each and every week. I can't think of a better studio to bring something like this to life. Yeah, I agree. We're covering all the classics. If I don't know a lot about Godzilla, which I do, but I'm trying to pretend (laughs) that I don't right now. Hold it in. And our current faves. Luffy must have his due. (laughs) Tune in every week for the latest anime updates and possibly a few debates. I remember, what was that? (laughs) Say what you're going to say and I'll circle back. You can listen to Crunchyroll Presents The Anime Effect every Friday wherever you get your podcasts. And watch full video episodes on Crunchyroll or the Crunchyroll YouTube channel. When you're ready to pop the question, the last thing you want to do is second guess the ring. At BlueNile.com, you can design a one-of-a-kind ring with the ease and convenience of shopping online. 
Choose your diamond and setting. When you find the one, you'll get it delivered right to your door. Go to BlueNile.com and use promo code LISTEN to get $50 off your purchase of $500 or more. That's code LISTEN at BlueNile.com for $50 off your purchase. BlueNile.com, code LISTEN. Cool. Um, but those are some go. of the films I was nice thinking, like, you know. But what I would say yeah. is if you are thinking about introducing your kids to horror films, think about your kids specifically. So don't just pick one of those films that are mentioned and show it to your kid if you don't think your kid has the right sensibilities to It is know. weird, though, because I do feel like, like a bit of kinder trauma kind of builds builds a horror fan. <laughs> like yeah. those films that really tra- like traumatize me are probably why I kind of it's that because you kind of want to overcome the fear as you get older, and you kind of want to dare yourself to watch scary and scary stuff. Yeah, I remember watching like loads of films that I definitely should not have seen. Yeah, um, but like I love them. Like I probably watched Child's Play when I was twelve. Yeah, you know. Like everyone did, and like definitely watched Candyman when I was like eleven or twelve. The Candyman like, was genuinely scary. <laughs> Such a terrifying film. Um, I love it. I love Candyman. Um, I'm gonna say it one more time. Candyman. Candyman. <laughs> <laughs> <Cool>. <laughs> Just seeing Candyman in the mirror. Yeah. Candyman's here, and he is cranky. <laughs> <laughs> Cool. All right. Luke, um, am, I, you am, I coming, am I coming through all right? Because you've gone quite you've gone quite low res on my screen. Is it have I as well? You, you know, you're fine to me. Yeah, yeah you look good. All oh, right, okay. That's nice weird. and lots of maybe pixels in that face there. <laughs> okay. Four pixels. <laughs> okay, cool. Uh okay, yeah, should we jump into the film of the week? A certain basket case, which is two words. Uh, the song is the one with uh, the words together, I think. Is that right? Sure. Oh, what? <laughs> <laughs> What's that? Oh, what, the Green Day song? Yeah. yeah. Yeah, why not? Maybe. Okay, so Basket Case is a 1982 American horror film written and directed by Frank Henenlotter. Um, and then, I just, wait, let me just find the description because the description on Wikipedia is very strange. So, a young man carrying a big basket yeah. that contains his extremely deformed Siamese twin brother seeks vengeance on the doctors who separated them against their will. The description on Wikipedia says Kevin Van Hettenreich stars as a normal looking person. (laughs) It says he stars as a normal looking person. It's like, what does he? That hair is... That hair's amazing. Your hair is amazing. As as a bold man, I am very jealous. Yeah. What a do. Uh, So uh, it's got a 6.2 rating on IMDb, 77% (laughs) Rotten Tomatoes critic score, 53 audience score. Letterbox has it sitting at 3.3 and I've got some choice reviews from Letterbox. Uh Destiny SP says bubblegum that eats burgers, three stars. So that's <laughs> right in the middle really. Um another one Modern Lights said one of the finest examples of so bad it's good movies. Half a star. <laughs> and I know. And um, Angelica watched it and she just put no Half a star. <laughs> Come on, Angelica. <laughs> yeah. She's grown up from the Rugrats and she just hates films. Yeah. yeah. So, I mean, this is a weird movie. It was, I mean, it's super low budget, right? Do we know what the budget was? Um, so, uh, originally, so he had in his mind um, that it would cost 
200, uh, $200,000 to make. Um, he had $8,000. Um, he then was able to match that with his producer to um, 60000 and they eventually managed to get $35,000. Altogether. Altogether. That's pretty cool. Pretty good. Yeah. Yeah. Um, but like how they funded it. So like he, his life savings was $8,000 and then he like, like matched it to 16000 And the way they got investors was just started filming and then showed them what they'd filmed already. Like, go on, give us some money. I wonder which bits they showed oh, wow. them. Like the screaming, <laughs> the light of eyes on Bill Isle or something. <laughs> you, I'm going to give you some money to upgrade this a little bit. <laughs> yeah. yeah. Um, so that... It was, it was, you know, he had a way different budget in his head, so they yeah. had to like change huge amounts um, of the film as they went along, because it became apparent they weren't going to reach that like initial like two hundred thousand dollar budget. I do wonder what the two hundred thousand dollar budget version looks like. Belial takes over the town. I think it would have probably been invested in in camera equipment. So like wow. the the, yeah. the main bulk of this budget that they had. So they shot it in sixteen millimeter, and yeah. then they jazzed it up to thirty five um, when it got its theatrical release. So yeah. that's where most of the budget went. I've got to say the the sound in this movie is very unique, <laughs> like the score, I... uh, like the yeah, kind of so, organ so score the... thing. Go on. Yeah, so I was going to say, like, the sound. Like, sometimes I think they just forget to score the movie. There's whole sections that there's no sound effects or no music or anything. It's like, I feel like there should be some some music here. But what I will say for sound design is I love his scream so much. It is one of the best things about this movie. Like, his... Yeah, so it sounds like the sound of it is amazing. Like genuinely, like it should be like the Wilhelm scream. We should yeah. be hearing that in everything. Like it's an amazing sound effect. Yeah, to it's, its credit, it's the scream when someone turns a tap on downstairs when you're in the shower. <laughs> <laughs> it's like it is good though. It's got like a, like a weird like doubling effect on it as well. It, and his face matches the scream really yeah. well as well. I think. Yeah. Yeah. So like if you're talking if you're if you're, you know, digging deep with like what is good about this movie, I would say elements of the sound design, specifically his scream, is a highlight. Yeah, yeah, it's good. The score, like it, it, it seems like kind of uh quite a, I don't know, the score is very unique and it kinda of gives it a very like interesting sort of flavour. But I wouldn't say it kinda of adds to sort of the scares or anything like that. It's um no. Yeah, it seems a bit basic in places. Um, but I think the best thing about this film, I thought, was like the the grimy New York kind of late seventies, like, early eighties sort of vibe. I mean, it is that that is also the thing that is amazing about this film. Like, it is a time capsule of New York, Forty Second Street, nineteen eighty two. Like, it shows you how like grimy and utterly disgusting New York was um, with like the porno theatres and like just like the like debri- like it is properly scuzzy yeah. and like I think actually that's like a real charm to it <laughs> like getting to see like that you know they filmed this without permits like every time you see them outdoors they just had to like 
film like as much as they could and then get out of there before like the cops turned up <laughs> so like knowing that i find it quite like fun watching all the scenes where they're outside but like i wonder like how many times they took this before they had to just haul ass and get out of there and and stuff I so loved I- all of the like minor characters as well all of like, the background <laughs> actors and stuff if you just like take time to really watch people yeah i, was, I just i just wanted to know their story i want to know how they ended up in this film you know what what was their deal it was just it was just great. So, yeah. like, on, I was going to say, some of them were actually just New Yorkers who were just like, ah, come be in it. And some of them, me, yeah. <laughs> and some of them, you know, were actual actors. Like, anytime if someone's outdoors, like, it's, you know, they're definitely just random New Yorkers. Um, uh, but yeah, I, I, I do, I do love the, like, the dialogue is so bizarre, but I love the authenticity of some of the people. Like, they do seem like absolutely mad New Yorkers. Like, yeah. they, have, they haven't flown these people in for L.A. for a movie. Like, they've gone yeah. to, like, open casting in a New York, like, you know, Amdram Club or whatever and be like, yeah, come be in a movie. Yeah. You know. Um, I particularly like the, the guy that owns the hotel. Yeah, um, he's got a great uh, moustache. Great sort of look. He's yeah. there at all times of the day. No matter what the time of the day is, he's like behind that little counter. That's that racket coming yeah. out. With uh, his little thing, he's always flipping his, his desk flap up. Yeah. <laughs> and there's just some weird guys who were always like lurking around that area. There was like a guy in a suit and just like another, the, the creepy guy obviously goes and tries to steal the money. Yeah. Uh, yeah, it was uh, bizarre, but, but I did yeah. definitely enjoyed that. So, yeah. in terms of the cast, you've got Kevin Van Hentenrick, who plays Dwayne Bradley. I didn't really recognise him too much. I don't know if he's been no. in much. Uh, Terry Susan Smith is Sharon. Again, I don't know how much. I don't have. I don't know how much any of these people have been uh, in. That's definitely. I, well, I'm not sure if it's definitely, but that, I'm pretty sure that this is her only credit. Mm. Um, so. Wait, if you're enjoying if you're enjoying Terry Susan Smith, then this is her entire. <laughs> <laughs> this is it. This is it. Yeah, Beverly, she. Um, oh, go on, sorry. I I don't want to say too much because like I I love like going deep into films, so I don't know if I want I don't want to spot any trivia that's coming up, so maybe I'll save it. Well, there may she, be some Terry Susan Smith trivia. Uh, right, I'll, I'll, I'll save it. <laughs> There's a whole round of Terry Susan Smith questions coming yeah. up. Okay. Uh, Beverly Bonner as Casey. Which one was Casey? Was she the? She was the um, neighbor sex worker. Um, okay. yeah. uh, she's in other Frank, Frank and Hooker. Her films. She's in Frank and Hooker. Yeah. She's yeah. That was that was cool to see. Your favorite guy, Robert Vogel, was the hotel manager. Um, again, I, I don't recognize him. He looks a bit like Sam Simmons, if you know the comedian Sam Simmons. Yes, yes, he does. Oh, that <laughs> is not kind on Sam Simmons, but. <laughs> I love Stan Simmons. Stan Simmons He's once pushed the, pushed the bag of pasta into my face on the stage. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> what kind of pasta? It was the um, pasta and sauce. It was the cheese and broccoli. No, it was it's like a like a cheese and ham and chive or something like that. <laughs> it was it was a good day. Back. <laughs> yeah, it was like one of those little blue. You'll recognise them. Blue pasta and sauce things. It was in an oh, Edinburgh show it's... thing. It's like dry. Yeah, yeah, yeah. This is too much of a deep dive into pasta. Yeah. yeah. <laughs> um, it's just not the pat- pasta hangout. 
<laughs> that sounds like a great sound podcast. Like a, that yeah. sounds like a podcast. I, would I do to. love fresh pasta. But anyway, <laughs> sorry. Uh, Lloyd Pace is uh, Dr. Harold Needleman. Hang on a uh, second. Which one was Dr. Harold Needleman? Needleman was the first guy. No, no, Needleman was the guy with the mustache who's sort of sleazy, who is Sharon's boss. Okay. I mean, they're all pretty sleazy, the doctors. Diana, um, Judith Cutter, the other doctor, (laughs) she's pretty sleazy as well. So, yeah, with a young man, very young man that she was, that she was uh, warming up. Yeah, I just realised the names as well. So there's Doctor Cutter, Doctor Needleman, yeah. Doctor Liftlander. I don't know. If that's a device. <laughs> landed, have you ever landed? Please land the lift. <laughs> just landing the lift now. <laughs> um, and then Joe Clark as Brian Mickey O'Donovan. Which one was Mickey? Oh, was Mickey yeah, the one who stole the cash? He's the cash stealing. He was an interesting guy as well. Brian Mickey O'Donovan. It's a lot of names to give someone who's just ter- just in like thirty second scene. I think that might be because they accidentally called him a different name in a scene. So I think <laughs> wow, that's a good way around it. Yeah, <laughs> yeah, that's a good way around. My name's Brian, but some people sometimes call me Mickey. Sometimes Mickey. both. Yeah. <laughs> I think that's what that is. Um. Oh. So this film, like okay. like normally, like uh, I like to look at the plot summary on Wikipedia yeah. to sort of remember what sort of happened in the film. There is not much of a plot summary on no, Wikipedia like, at all. It starts off, um, I think there's like a flashback scene and then we see one of the doctors get killed and then I think it's like fresh off the bus type stuff with like uh, Pans of New York and um, uh, Dwayne kind of, you know, get coming to New York and, and just going in the first, first hotel. Carrying he, his basket. Carrying his basket. Yeah. Um, uh, Luke, there is, a, there is a plot summary on IMDb. Oh, okay. You, That's all right. I'll, 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 I don't think I'll be If you able. need it. Yeah, yeah. I mean, no, it's, not, it's not too complicated. It's not, yeah. not too crazy. Uh, yeah, so he arrives with his massive, giant basket. What do you think other people think is in his basket? Do you think he's just buns. for a picnic? Just a um, load of buns. <laughs> well... Um, Sharon, the receptionist, thinks it might be tools. <laughs> oh, yeah, basket she does. Tools. <laughs> Who carries tools in a massive basket like that? I just kept thinking it's a hamper, you know, like when people yeah. win a hamper. Like from yeah. 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 <laughs> Laundry basket, maybe. Yeah. yeah. These all make more sense than tools. No one's, I've never looked at someone with a basket and gone, could I borrow uh, you? Spanner. <laughs> Spanner. I love that you had to like take a little pause and think about like, what a tool is. Like, <laughs> yeah. Hammer's uh, a, a go-to. But I like Spanner. Hammers. Wrench, that's a good one. That is a Needle good one, nose yeah. pliers. Now we're digging deep. <laughs> Jesus Christ. <laughs> Alright, Luke, show it off. Hmm. Uh, <laughs> a, a plane? That's the thing, isn't it? A plane? You plane some wood? Yeah. I think that's no, like I've never a... planed anything in my life. <laughs> <laughs> Everything's unplaned in my house. <laughs> There's my baby again. One second. No worries. Do you want to bring him back? Maybe he's alright. Bring him back. Yeah. Sorry, Mister. Okay. Calling for mommy. What is your uh, baby's name? Sorry. 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 So welcome back to the show, Sully. 
go. <laughs> there we go. It's, it's is, as easy as that. Is your other child called uh, Billy Crystal? Billy Crystal. No, my other child is called Ash, who is named after Bruce Campbell. That's good. Uh, <laughs> and Sally's upset because I didn't name him after any other Bruce Campbell characters. Just like oh. me, Sally. Elvis. <laughs> <laughs> Sorry, guys. No, it's all right. It's all right. It's all good. It's all the time in the world. Can we find out why Belial is called Belial? Sorry, I'm just going off. Well, I think what happened was his dad was like, okay, you be, you be Dwayne and you be Lyle. <laughs> and Belial was like... <laughs> you be Lyle. And Belial was like, Belial, I like it. Belial. No, Lyle, Belial. Oh, maybe I don't know. I, I like the way he um, comes up with names, though. Hannah Lutter, um, yeah. El, 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 Elmer yeah. in Brain Damage, and what was the? What, <laughs> <laughs> what was the Franken Hooker called? I haven't seen that that one. This is actually really good because uh, this film has a lot of screaming. Like it's yeah. like there's so much screaming in this film. Yeah. <laughs> we can just pretend that Bilal's in the room. Hello, we're disrespecting Sully. Great to have you. Great to have you on Bilal. <laughs> Tell us all about your role. Um, so yeah, so he pretty much goes straight to a dirty motel called Hotel Broslin, doesn't he? Um, it's twenty bucks a night, but he's loaded, Dwayne. He gets out of like a nice stack of money and just pays in cash. But one of the sleazy-looking dudes is watching his. Yeah, my favorite. That's actually one of my favorite lines. He goes, "That guy's loaded," and someone goes, "So are you." <laughs> <laughs> so are you. Um, so we see well, obviously we see a lot of the minor characters who are staying in the hotel as well. Um and then is is now when we see is it do we see what's her name at this at this stage? Does it, yeah, she's bringing her. Uh, uh, no, we don't see her until I thought she gave him a wink. It's like oh, uh, I thought we didn't see her until the uh, loaded drunk guy, the sleazy guy, Mickey Bryan, whatever his name is, like is peering through his people <sighs> and she like comes out and is like, I thought you should know that someone's having there's a really yeah, there's a really like nosy woman as well in there who's always first on the scene no matter what's happening. She was st- straight out there yeah. screaming about something. She just loves the drama. Yeah. Her name is. Um yeah so Dwayne goes downstairs and he asks them is there anywhere to get something to eat around here you're like well you're like in the middle of New York so I mean you'd hope so wouldn't you he goes and loads up on hamburgers brings them back to his room and uh just lets Bilal go to town we haven't seen Bilal at all at this no, point, have we? no we haven't heard Bilal and we don't know what's what's in the basket we hear his no. like numbing noises it is like yeah <laughs> whoever is yeah, the basket, basket does shape. some good, sh- good shaking. There's some good <laughs> basket shaking acting going on yeah. by the production team. Um, <laughs> <laughs> um, 
uh, in the end. I, I love how convenient it is that all of the doctors live in New York and live close by enough to each other. Yeah. It's very it's very considerate. Yeah. Yeah, so he's from somewhere called Glen Falls, which is like yeah. a small town like to north of New York, isn't it? So yeah. Are we meant to think that the doctors came in, especially from New York, to do the procedure? I suppose. Maybe. Yeah. yeah. I think it's it's just one of those script things that like all the doctors live on the same street. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> so Dwayne's got like a like some medical papers. Yeah. Which so he got their names on. Yeah, so they killed they killed Lift what was it, Liftlander? They yeah, killed Liftlander yeah. first in the opening scene and stole a file. Uh and now he's on his way to Needleman. Yeah. Um, okay. So Needleman is the kinda he was quite maybe like the younger one, the younger doctor, I guess. Um, yeah, he's got like a little glasses moustache type thing going on. Yeah. yeah. <clears throat> Isn't there a bit just before where Dwayne's trying to sleep and Belial's obviously talking to him, yes. but we can't, we can't hear it. So we we're already we we understand that there's a telepathic link um, yes, between the yeah. two of them. Yeah, he's he's trying to sleep and he's just like, I don't want to talk about this. Ugh. I wonder um, what he wants to talk about. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, I wonder. Pasta. Oh, man, we no, should totally. That, pasta. <laughs> someone someone should totally fill in the like ah, yeah. other side of the conversation. Yeah. Yeah. Um, yeah. And yeah, you're absolutely right. So we find out that they have a telepathic link, or there's something, there's something not right with this kid. I wonder how he how he sounds to him, like whether he sounds like I don't know, well spoken like Elmer, maybe. Yeah, or it's just the screams, or just the exact same screams. And he goes, all right, or like Chewbacca and Han Solo, where Han Solo seems to be able to understand yeah. all of the Wookiee noises. Something similar with Dwayne and Belial. Yeah. <laughs> uh, yeah. So they go to Doctor Needleman's practice, which is just like shit all really, isn't it? It's just, <laughs> it's just, just like he's he's in a broom cupboard or something doing yeah. his. Um. This so, um. Uh, Dwayne pops the basket on a table or something and lets him let lets Belial out, like leaves him to no, it. Is that not no? No, no, no. That's not that. So he he goes in the daytime and he gets mistaken for a typewriter fixer. Yeah, <laughs> yeah. massive basket um, full of tools. Uh, Sharon is the receptionist and they hit it off and he's like, "Oh, this is my first time in New York." And then she gets weirdly incensed that he hasn't been to X number of New York landmarks like the Empire State Building or, um, you know, whatever. Um, She's like, you haven't had time? (laughs) She is a bit intense. She is definitely intense, isn't she? And she's got the most amazing wig. I I thought it was a wig as well. I'm not very good at identifying stuff like that, but I was on it with that. Um, Yeah, so she's just wearing this really bizarre wig. Uh, and he hits it off with her, and then he goes into Nildemon's office, and um, he shows him the scar, um, and then he's like, "I'm gonna be back later." That scar um, looks yeah. really weird. Yeah, um, and then that makes Nildemon panic and bring Doctor Cutter. Yeah. Yeah. So when he rings Doctor Cutter, he interrupts her having a lovely candlelit meal of a younger fella who a she's... young college aged man a long college aged man uh, who may or may not be wearing a fibreglass mask but uh, <laughs> she's 
cracking on to him and she's really annoyed that she gets interrupted to the point where like interrupting her uh well she was making him slobber like he was like slobbering as he tried to say something and then she said something like i like it when you're drunk because you slobber more or something that's her aim for the night i want to see how much saliva (laughs) can get out of your mouth yeah he's he's like oh i've had enough to drink and she's like no drink more it's a bit weird it's the only way you'll it's the only way i want you barely Um, and then there's the most insane phone call like he's trying to warn her and she's just like i don't give a flying she's just like very professional no no i mean she just couldn't care that there was someone out for revenge she's just like i'm trying to have dinner with my college age man i'm trying to get laid over here (laughs) yeah she's just like whatever and then, and then it goes back, and then she's like, "Oh, sorry about that, cuddles." <laughs> Did she say that? Yeah. Oh, Jesus. Just to really emphasize, I love the equal opportunity sleazebagness this film yeah. gives yeah. people. Yeah, like, yeah, yeah, yeah. she's a total sleazebag, um, and Dr. Needleman has total sleaze, sleazy vibes. Um, yeah, uh, and then. Uh. The next, is, the next scene is in the cinema. So he goes to like a martial arts film. He's oh, yeah. Ba- yeah. The Kung Fu noises there. were insane in that film. Yeah. And yeah. <laughs> um, yeah. a, a thief dude just like decides to snatch up the basket. This is who I thought you meant was Brian Mickey O'Donovan, but it was the other dude trying to steal yeah. the money. Wasn't it? Yeah. Um, so he steals the basket. It's a weird, weird to like steal someone's basket, isn't it? Could be yeah. full of tools. Full of expensive tools, eh? <laughs> <that. laughs> <laughs> And I think I'm right in thinking that at this point we still haven't seen Belial yet. Like, I think, you know. We've we've seen seen him do, like, the the rock and roll hands. Oh, yeah. (laughs) Because he's got, like, a weird middle finger that's, like, half a a finger. Yeah. (laughs) Um, So, yeah, what what happens with the basket thing? He, um, oh, he, he basically runs, gets. He runs into the bathroom. He, he, he. You know, he just gets mauled. I don't think he dies, does he? Or does he? No, he, he doesn't die because he runs out holding runs. his face, and Dwayne yeah. uh, sort of sees it. So yeah. Uh, yeah, and then what? Is it here where Dwayne takes Belial to? That's right. Yeah. Outside Needleman's office, and he like he, oh, yeah. he lets him loose on the gutters, and he's like climbs up or something like that. So yeah. So. What I got from this was he went to Newman's office and then he went to a movie theatre like opposite, waited for it to get dark, waited for the receptionist Sharon to leave, oh, okay. and, wait, yeah. and then when no one's in the office, that's why he doesn't go back to the hotel. Yeah, like he's just trying to kill time, and he's just like, I'll just. That's why he. That's why he falls asleep in the cinema because he's like, I don't care about this. It's, you know, you should not fall asleep in cinemas. It's very disrespectful. Um, but he doesn't. <laughs> he, he doesn't. He doesn't care. He's just trying to waste time until everyone's gone home and he can. Belial back to the um, yeah. yeah. So he lets Belial out. Belial like just stalks and kills Needleman. There's obviously a good a good scene where Bel- um, Needleman looks up on the wall and Belial's like, is he on the wall? Is or is he on something else? And he's just right there. Yeah, and then, mm. this is the first time we see Belial properly, uh, isn't it? Like, yeah. we've, we've How seen would him you now. Describe Belial's design. Um, he. <laughs> I was gonna say he kind of looks like, um, like maybe like 
It's not quite a brain. I was going to say like Krang, but with arms. Yeah. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. What are those troll things? Those little troll Boglins. bog trolls. Boglins. Boglins. That's it. Yeah. <laughs> he's like a boglin. A bit like yeah. Krang as well. Um, he's yeah. just like he looks like a fatty liver with arms. Like he looks. He looks like some <laughs> someone's pushed their face into a liver till it goes through yeah. the other side. Yeah. Yeah. He's like a, a face of... with more. A face is a face with extra. Yeah. He's got a face he's, that goes up for days. He's very <laughs> unfortunate. He is a head with arms and internal organs, but no legs or genitalia. Um, I did yeah. wonder about him eating burgers and where it comes out. Yeah. But... <laughs> I, was, I was thinking that. I, I did think that, yeah. <laughs> Um, the, yeah, we don't. We never see the. We never see any undercarriage. So uh, who knows what's going on down there? So Needleman's um, like preparing for the worst. Like he's barricading stuff up, right? Yeah, he's barricading the door, even though it opens. Like, a bit like, um, <laughs> <laughs> um, you know, you know, he's, yeah. he's, he's not the smart just... needle in the haystack or whatever. <laughs> 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 Does he just kill him? He just kills him, doesn't he? Just mauls yeah, him. He just, and... he just mauls him to death. Yeah, yeah. Um, uh, and then Belial gets his Rolodex, um, which has cutters, which has cutters uh, yeah. addressing it. So yeah. File of facts. Uh, so then Dwayne goes and buys a TV for Belial, so yeah. basically to distract him so he can go out with, what's her flavour? Sharon? Sharon. Uh, yeah, but then obviously while while they're out seeing the sights in New York, they have a little kiss, don't they? Yeah. Um, um, so but, this but, is this is meant to be Dwayne's first kiss. He mentions it later. It's like that was my first kiss. That was my first kiss, man. And you interrupted that shit. <laughs> yeah, they have some sort of like telepathic thing, and Belial absolutely loses his shit because Dwayne is off meeting people. Like I get the sense. The TV. Yeah, how rude. That was a well, he'd, he'd already broke the TV when he tried to turn it on. Like, he yeah. he goes to change the channel and the thing just pops off. I think yeah. the TV's made of you're, cardboard or something. Or... You're, I think <laughs> I think what you're meant to get from that is that Belial has, like, superhuman strength, and that is how he's able to maul people in the way that he, he does. He has yeah. that famous horror movie, Mutant Strength. He should have yeah. learned how to control it by now, though, you know? If he can't even do things like watch TV... It's not a good life to live for Belial, is it? Blob man. <laughs> um, so yeah, he just smash he smashes the living crap out of room seven. And while this is all happening, all the guests, uh, the receptionist runs up to see what the hell's going on, and uh, they get into the room. But obviously Belial's gone. What did he do? He just like jumped out the window or something, didn't he? Yeah. Um, hiding in the toilet, or is that a bit later on? That's oh, that's right. Later. Yeah. No, that's oh, later. later. I mean, okay. he, could, he could have been hiding in the toilet this time, but he definitely hides in the toilet I later. Miss- this is where Brian Mickey O'Donovan, the thieving gets, realizes that there's load, all the money just lying about, and he go. Does he go away and then come back? He doesn't. He goes away. Uh, yeah. He's back and picks well, a lot. I mean, the best thing about that scene is like, it's like they they just randomly introduce stop motion animation, and it's the shortest yeah. stop motion animation you've ever seen. Yeah. Um, uh, but it's amazing, and it's like yeah. he he just screams and screams like. Like yeah. I kind of want to set it as my ringtone. It's amazing. He's just like ah, and then like, it'll be like stop motion animation, and then like it'll go to like 
regular filming and you'll just see like a chair for her against the wall yeah. and then it'll go back to him being like yeah. <laughs> um but yeah then then, uh, then we get a theft a theft can you imagine it in new york city um so he takes yeah, his so, takes so he, a wad of cash and then does he look in the basket there yeah okay yeah i All think right, he yeah. gets he gets curious. He's like, maybe there's more money in the basket. Or tools. Tools. <laughs> yeah. Um, so he opens it and gets. Yeah. So does he do a bit of the rubber tango where he's kind of holding yeah. on to yeah. rolling around? There's, there's a lot. There was a lot of that in this movie where people yeah. just pick up the puppet and yeah. just yeah. stumble around with it. Um, yeah. I mean, the, like the creature effects are fun in the sense that there's um, there's the puppet. There's like. Uh, a puppet when it's like in the box and that there's obviously people under it moving it and then there's just like rubber gloves of the Lyle's hands um, yeah and you know it's fun he's a he's a fun creature design do they uh, do they put like so sometimes it's just like a, a face but sometimes it looks like it's a mask or like someone's in there doing the face bits or uh, I don't, maybe I don't it's just know. a puppet yeah. Um, they they did a face cast of one of the producers, I think. But I don't I don't think it's ever like a in a mask. Yeah. So okay. uh, w- when this is happening, obviously Dwayne starts to feel. Well, he's, to lose he's, his shit as well. His psychic oh. connection comes back, and he's like, "Oh no! Like you know, we're only here to kill these specific people. We can't kill anyone else. I better go home to Belial." Um, there goes sort it out, and when he gets there, obviously a detective turns up at some point, doesn't he, as well, and sort of says yes. something about a dog being in his hotel room. Uh, n- yeah. No, so the detective turns up when Needleman's died or something to ask him about it. Or no, he no, that's not right, is it? Like that's later. Uh, the detective turns up because of the screaming in the room. He's like, yeah, yeah. where were? Where were you today? And the detective is my favourite genre of detective, which is uh, a young man in a fake moustache. <laughs> <laughs> yeah. Um, just, yeah. It's always great to see. Just Best love. genre of detective. Yeah. And then <laughs> Bilal was just hidden in the toilet. Has he got yeah. no self-respect? Yeah. I mean, I think it's just his whole life he's been in the toilet, isolated, yeah. alone. <laughs> yeah. Yeah. Left. Uh, the, the other feces of the world. That's, that's sad. <laughs> <Awesome>. <laughs> sad story. Yeah. So Dwayne takes the basket to a bar where he gets tanked right up because he's obviously stressed, depressed, all those things. Uh, Casey keeps him company and they're they're having a lot of laughs, having a lot of, lot of laughs. Yeah. But then Dwayne just starts telling too much information, starts spilling his whole life story to yeah. her. We get flashbacks. <laughs> yeah, we get some flashbacks. Yeah. Um, so he says that their mother died giving birth to them. Obviously, the dad resented them for that. Um, him and Belial were brought up by their by their aunt. That's right. Yeah. So yeah. when when they were t- when they like I think they're meant to be twelve. So um, in the flashback, we see the dead go like, "I've only got one son." Yeah. Uh, and, and stuff. That was shock. That was a really weird shock because it was always yeah, like it looked a like a play. play. Yeah, yeah, so we can yeah, yeah. yeah. Um, and then there's a really weird scene where, like, so they they perform the surgery and they remove Belial and Dwayne um, yeah. against their will. They like tackle Dwayne. And- the sound of them cutting into 
the thing. It sounds like someone opening Velcro in like a crowded room, like trying to do it kind of quiet. But it's uh, it's an interesting <laughs> sound. Um, yeah. It's pretty gruesome as well. Yeah. Gory. Um, and then later that night, they're like not happy about this. So yeah. post major surgery, uh, Dwayne literally just put Belial in a bag as well, didn't they? <laughs> they put him in the bin. <laughs> <laughs> They put him. They didn't even put him in. They didn't even put him in a bin. They put him next to the bins. Yeah. Like they've taken the bins out at night. And Bilal's just in a bag and telepathically. So I was like, "Oh, why are you going? Got like an empty bottle of pop yeah. or something. Take that out with you." Yeah. Um, Dwayne can no longer telepathically communicate with his brother, but he can still hear his brother. Um, so he's like, he finds him, and then him and Bilal. Uh, kill his dad with an elaborate uh, saw trap. <laughs> yeah. Um, that he set up post surgery, you know, so good for him. Yeah. Uh, it's pretty nuts considering that the way that Bilal kills everybody is pretty much the same throughout this film. And then for some reason, their first kill was like a, he's only, like a he's, elaborate trap that cut him he's in half. Only a, he's only 12 <laughs> at this point. He hasn't put in, you know, arm day. Yeah. Um, <laughs> um, so you know they have to rely on you know complicated traps. <laughs> and the so dad, the, 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 the dad like gets cameras on the sorry. Yeah, the the dad gets like split in half. We just see both of his legs like full yep. either side. So yeah. I'm on board for that. I like that. That's good. Times. <laughs> yeah, um, and um, then the aunt's just like, I've sent the police away. Uh, everything's fine, boys. I'm what does she say to them? She even says, like, if something happened to your dad, like, I, that's okay. Or something yeah. along those lines. Like, yeah, it's fine. She's just like, I got you guys covered. Yeah. Yeah. You know, it's just a, a lot like, of accident. I'm, I'm a cool lant. <laughs> you know, when you're doing, you know, complicated woodwork in the middle of the night in your pajamas mm-hmm. and it goes horribly wrong, it's just a classic case of that police, guys. You know, nothing, <laughs> nothing to see here. Yeah. Um, so then the aunt they show the aunt like dying as well didn't they so obviously a few years yeah. go by and the aunt dies um, yeah. and we see Dwayne at the funeral don't we yeah so Dwayne and he's now played by the current actor so uh, yeah, um, yeah. I think the implication of this might be the catalyst for like now the aunt's yeah. dead let's go kill everyone else who uh, yeah. let's finish what we started eh I think Dwayne could like hide Belial in his hair somehow. Like he, yes. he wouldn't have to worry about a basket. Just style yeah. his hair a little bit bigger, and as big as it is, get Belial in there. Maybe he's working yeah. on it. Maybe he's he's halfway there. Yeah. Or a That's backpack. Why a basket? Just use a rucksack or a briefcase, yeah. like a particularly round briefcase. One of those wheelie things you take on planes. <laughs> The basket just seems so ridiculously like, oh, watch out, coming through. Well, yeah. I, can, I can, I don't want to spoil any trivia, but I can tell you why it's a basket. Yes. Um, because um, he, uh, he came up with the title of the movie, Basket Case, before he had any of the plot. He was just like, basket. Mutant in a basket, <laughs> so like it has to be a basket because he came up with the title before anything else. I didn't even, th- I didn't even think of the title then, but yeah, that kind of makes sense, <laughs> yeah. doesn't it? Because without the basket, what's it called? Just just a backpack case, uh, <laughs> wheelie, wheelie case, <laughs> wheelie, case, <man. laughs> wheelie mutant case. <laughs> yeah. um, um, so what happens? So Casey then 
after she after Dwayne's finished telling the story, Casey puts Dwayne to bed. There's a this started annoying me. Nobody knows how to like get into bed in this film. Everybody just constantly lies on top of the blankets. Dwayne lies on top of the blankets. Casey goes back to her room, lies on top of the blankets. Maybe it's warm. Maybe it's warm in New York this time of year. Yeah. I think um, it was the winter. So oh, no. Well, there's no excuse then. Get in the bed properly. <laughs> get in your gym jams. Get a yeah. hot water bottle on the Bath go. And and get in yeah. the bed. Yeah. Bath and bed. So Blau's like um, hiding in the pillows at this point in Casey's room. Yeah. <laughs> Pretended to be one of the pillows. She lies yeah. on him and it's like that's the comfiest pillow I've ever <laughs> laid on. Yeah. Yeah. Um, um and then he's just like is like well, Dwayne got to kiss a girl later, so I want some touchy-touchy myself. It goes to touch her boobs. Yeah. Uh, and then she's just like, what the actual is this? You know, de- deformed fatty liver doing in my room. She um, did. She, like, I'm not into it. I think he just no. told her that earlier that night that his brother is a like deformed freak, but like yeah. she doesn't seem to put two and two together. Like She's screaming that there's some something in a room. Again, everyone in the hotel runs to see what's going on. Like everybody, yeah. always there, ready to go and check what's going Seems on in the like, hotel. There's always something going on in that hotel. It's exhausting. If I was staying there, every time I heard a commotion, I'd just be like, "I'm staying put. I'm not interested." Yeah. yeah. Um, um. So yeah, everyone comes. She runs out. Um, or like she runs away. It's just like, ah. Yeah. Belial leaves, but he steals her underwear. Yeah. Takes it with him, takes it back to his basket. Yes. Yeah. yeah. Uh, so I guess at this point, like they get, they kill Dr. Cutter next, right? The uh, get yeah. With he, he he. The next day, he takes his basket to Dr. Cutter's office, uh, and he's like, "I've got a cat. It's got a gash in its side." She's like, "All right, let's have a look at your cat." And he's like, "Except it's not a cat." Dwayne's weird <laughs> because. He comes across as quite like a meek kind of genteel kind of person, but then when he goes to do these kills, like he becomes quite evil. Yeah, like he kind of takes over. Um, okay, and oh yeah, so Belial, they do the bit of the rubber tango, and Belial shoves yeah. her face into the knife drawer. Yeah. Oh, but, um, oh yeah. Or the um the the reveal is that she's a vet, a, uh, a vet a vet doctor. Yeah. Um, which I mean doesn't really go anywhere. They just, they just. I think you just meant to be like, oh, they just called in anyone that would do the job. Yeah, you know. Um, and she's so rude to him. I know that he's about to kill her, but she like, she's really stern with him and tells him to fuck right off. <laughs> <Yeah>. <laughs> she's like, I know who you are. Get out of here. And then, and then he opens the, and then she's like, what's in the basket? And then that's when we have that like scene and and stuff. And then like, yeah, like was that more, the- more screaming. More awesome. like really high pitched screaming, yeah. And then and then just two of the most uninterested looking twins you ever see like open the door like oh yeah they've got the like blankest stares like since The Shining like they're just I don't like know if I'm just an idiot <laughs> I didn't even realize they were twins until like right at the end I don't know if, I think every shot of them was kind of like separate until they yeah. came together at the end and I was like oh right there's two of them I thought yeah. she was just teleport teleporting around the yeah. <laughs> around the veterinarian office. Um, and then, yeah, so then uh, she's uh, she's dead, yeah. isn't she? 
And then they've completed their mission. You know, that's what they set out to do. They set out to kill the doctors. And then we should have had our happy ending, but no. Yeah. So then Sharon turns up. She goes to Dwayne because she finds out Dr. Needleman is dead. Yeah. Uh, and then, obviously, now Sharon's in the mood for love, for making some love, because yeah. what more to get you in the mood than find out your boss has just died? Yeah. Yeah. Um, and then it's unbelievably awkward where he just, like, places his hands on her breasts, but like, yeah. over her clothes, and it's just, like, it's really weird. And then, obviously... <laughs> Belial is not this shit again. And then, like, comes out, but, like, I think what's meant to be happening is that Dwayne doesn't want her to see Belial. Yeah. He wraps her in a blanket and then throws her out the room, and it looks really hard. Yeah. Like, like, he wraps her in a blanket and then he, like, shoves her out the room, and she's just like. He wraps her really tightly as well, like, he's kind of tucked her in. Yeah. And then he's so, and then he's like shouting and then like she's running down the hall and then she just like turns back and is like Dwayne and then just carries on running. Yeah. Her wig stays on the whole time. Her wig she's stays impressive. on the whole time. Yeah. yeah. So um uh then Dwayne goes to sleep. He's like, Right, that's a long day. <laughs> Can have a nap now. That's enough of that. Yeah. That was weird. Yeah. <laughs> and then he has a dream where he's like running naked through the city, wasn't he? And I'm glad yeah. to see that the hair on his head matches his pubic region. Yeah. There's a lot of hair. I know um, it was 1982. Yeah. A lot of hair. Yeah. A lot of hair so, down there. Like this, this was amazing. So like you are not allowed to like film in New York, like in certain so like the way they got this shot was just like um, it was in the winter, so they had a heated van, and they'd let him out. They'd he'd run, move the van, and then they'd get as much as they could, and then he'd run back in the heated van, and then they'd let him warm up, and then they'd let him run again, <laughs> and then they just had to do it so quickly. Yeah. Like before they like they didn't have a permit before they got stopped, um, but luckily he was he was up for it. He was just like, yeah, I'll run run naked, and you just see everything swinging. It's the <laughs> first, did. it's the first nudity we have in the film as well. Like, yeah. there's a few bits where like it could have been boobs of like Casey, but you don't see anything. Like this is the full the first kind of bit of nudity we have. And it's just like a, it's out and proud. Yeah, yeah. So obviously he starts having a dream that he's touching Sharon. Um, yeah. And starts making love to her, but then he realizes, not that's not a dream. He's in some sort of weird telepathic link with Belial, and Belial is the one yeah. making love to her. So what I think that is is the, that's the reason he's naked. It like him running down the street. It was Belial, yeah. and, and Belial's naked, obviously. Yeah, um, would have taken Belial ages crawling across the floor. <laughs> it would have taken him ages to get there. Yeah. Well, I think originally, taxi. I think originally in the script it was Belial going across <laughs> It was Belial. <laughs> it's my own little Belial. Um, it was Belial, like in the script, yeah. you know, going, and then they were like, "We're not. It's good. That is going to take way too long to set up." So, dream sequence. Thing. Dream yeah. sequence. It's a good idea. Um, so Belial kills her, doesn't he? Yeah. Just, uh, 
Ripper to shreds. And then Dwayne, does Dwayne go there? He does go there, doesn't he? So... Yeah, he goes there, but it's too late. And he's. Uh, I don't know he's... where she lived. Who knows? <laughs> I get I did either of them though where she lives. Bilal get the old map out so we could go and yeah. find out where flat was. Yeah. Uh yeah, so then takes Bilal back to the hotel and they're like fighting, aren't they? Yeah. He's just like, that was my first kiss. I loved her. Oh, I don't even think you've he says he loved her. He's just you've like, touched her boobs. Yeah. I did get you know. Not yeah. at least I touched them with the shirt on, but not all. <laughs> <laughs> Come on. Um, they they have a, a, a bro fight. Um, and then, because they're having a ruckus again, guess what happens? Everyone comes running. Yeah. <laughs> to be fair, though, this is a good time to come running when there's a fight between uh, a dude and his Sack of meat. Siamese twin, uh, deformed little brother. Yeah. I mean, I'd, I'd drop anything. If I knew that was happening in the next room, yeah. I'd drop anything. Yeah. Um, and then we see below how strong he is. He lifts Dwayne up by his junk. Oh, yeah. Yeah, yeah. The ground. Oh, yeah. <laughs> wow. Um, and uh, more more bro fighting ensues and they fall out the window. Yeah. And I don't understand die. what, what Bilal's doing here. Is Bilal like holding him by the neck to stop him from falling? Yeah, so they, they're, they're holding they're holding on to the Hotel Broslin sign, um, and Bilal is holding Dwayne by the neck and holding on to the sign, but inadvertently it strangles Dwayne to death before losing his grip on the uh, neon sign and falling to their death. Uh, and if you notice, very artistic here, if you notice, uh, they are in the same position as they would have been if they had not been. Yeah, I did notice that, yeah. One thing we it's haven't good. talked about nice is that touch. at some point in the film, Belial's eyes light up and they yeah. keep lighting up and like, turning off and on. There's a dimmer switch attached to them or something. Yeah. Turning off and on. Yeah. Yeah. I think that's when, like, Dwayne is, like, with... Sharon at one point, is that right? Yeah, yeah, I think so, yeah. <coughs> oh, that's COVID. Um, <laughs> it's, when, uh, it's when Dwayne's horny that his lies yeah. like, uh, yeah. like yeah. that, right? Yeah. Got beam on. Um, <laughs> Full and beam. Then, and then they fall to their death and everyone's really bummed out. Yeah. Oh, no. And then, uh, I actually, this is the other thing I like about this movie, I actually genuinely like the end credits. I think it's really nice. So, like, there's no, like, initial music it's just like the sounds of like people crowding around and going oh god oh god oh god and it just sort of pans up and the credits just sort of roll and i actually really like that i think it's kind of nicely done also we know they're not dead because they're in brain damage and haven't seen basket case two and three yet yeah i think this wasn't like meant to be them dead though i think you know it's a sort of reworking uh in, in you know the sequel came this is 82 and I think the sequel came in 1990 so okay you know like for all intents and purposes like they are dead um and definitely the people crowding around are just New Yorkers like yeah. you know they, these are these are not extras like the woman that goes oh god what's that is the funniest line delivery yeah. um uh, but yeah and then and that's that's how it ends tragic really so, well I've got some trivia for you yeah if you're ready for it. Yeah, bring it on. A bit of trivia and a bit of name game. Okay, so question number one. 
Uh, what was so special about the wad of cash that Dwayne was carrying around? I know that. Um, I know so, that. Go for it, Alice. So supposedly that was the film's budget. <laughs> no yeah. way! Yeah. yeah. No way, yeah. they had it in cash. That's fantastic. They had it in cash. Um, but like I said, so like they had various amounts of money as it went to so like they'd film a bit and then they'd, you know, they'd get a bit more. But like, like they had 16 grand, you know, for the most part. Um so yeah, like there's a big order of cash, and that's that is their budget. That is great. The guy who was trying to steal it, he was actually trying to steal it. That yeah. was uh, also yeah. Uh, number two, which actor in the movie had to wear a wig during shooting because they were bold at the time? Uh, bold be, at the time. Uh, yeah. yeah, that would be um, Terry Susan. What was her name? Terry Susan. Stone. <laughs> 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 Susan, Sharon. Sharon. Sharon, yeah. Did she have to wear a wig? Yeah, she was in a punk band. Oh, right, okay. That's cool. Yeah, Terry Susan Smith. Um, Okay, so we've got a a bit of the name game. Uh, Alex, I don't know if you know the name game. Uh, Basically, I give you a pitch for a a different kind of film that has a very similar name to the name of this film. It's a basket case. So we'll start off an easy one. Uh, so it's a Basket Case sequel. It's the fourth one, and like in the Hellraiser franchise, they've gone to the stars. And by that, I mean it's set in space. You know, basket little... space. Basket Plus. space. Correct. <laughs> okay, what about this one? There's a film about a young and naive undertaker, the wrestler, who moves to New York whilst carrying a casket with a tiny malformed creature inside called Paul Bearer. Uh, uh, Casket uh, case. Casket case. Yeah. So, you ain't got to think about it. That's it. Isn't it? <laughs> You're good at these. He's, he's had a lot of practice. All right, I don't think you'll get this one, Ben. Uh, so it's a film about a young and naive German man who is also, always carrying around a case that really is quite nice. Everyone keeps coming up to him and saying, that's a good case, but in German. Das. Uh, that's a good case. <laughs> yeah, it's not very da- good. That's good case. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> oh, yeah. Well done. All correct. Um, so <laughs> now we like to sort of rate the movie. Um, I don't know what you guys are going to go for. Um, you know the expression like A for effort? Well, I do. I have heard that before, yeah. Uh, D minus for effort. <laughs> <laughs> like, oh, no, maybe D plus for effort. Like, I think, okay. I think there are some I, the, the, the genuine things that I like about this movie. I like how scuzzy they've captured New York. I like the end credits. I like the social song of Belial. Um, mm. And I like the, like, the, the kind of gonzo filmmaking it has. So, you know, a very hearty, deserved D plus. D plus. Okay, okay. That's lower than I thought you were going to go, to be honest. Um, what about you, Ben? Uh, yeah, so after watching the other Frank Henelotto films, like I can see like he's got a very distinct, like, a very recognisable style, and there's something I do like about that. Um, but this one didn't entertain me probably as much as the other films, so I'll be interested to watch the sequels just to see. Uh, have, you, have you guys seen the sequels? Um, I don't. I've, I've seen like clips. I think I've seen like not clip shows, but like you know, 
you know when sometimes you just see like little yeah. and yeah. stuff. So I'd be interested to see to watch either of them because there's two and three in there just to see yeah. how much further they take it. But um, I think I'm going to just go for a C minus for this one, just because there were a, f- a few things that didn't quite work for me. But other than that, yeah. it was it was pretty scuzzy. Scuzzy is a great word to use yeah. to describe it, Alice. It I think is. I agree with you there. Also, um, I think the gonzo word is apt as well. I, yeah. That's the the quality that I really liked about it. Uh, but it's mm. not a particularly. I mean, I do feel myself getting a little bit bored <laughs> in this film it, at times. I think it's a, a more enjoyable film to watch with a crowd. So interestingly, mm. um, they originally cut a lot of the gore out of this film, um, and it didn't do very well. And then someone wanted it for like a convention. <laughs> all the gore back in and that's when it took off Uh, Um, and then it was originally you could buy it on VHS for like basically $50 like $49 and obviously no one bought it and then they had a sale and it was like $20 and it sold out immediately and became (laughs) like a phenomenon at the time um, and ended playing as a midnight movie for two years in a New York theatre so it had this, like, you know, how like, a lot of films get made and then forgotten about and then rediscovered and then become cult. Like, I think this was very early on, like, a cult film. Yeah. Um, for a lot Watching of- it in a New York uh, theatre would be an experience, I think. Yeah. I mean, I was going to go with um, uh, a C- minus as well. I, I, I like it. I like a lot of qualities. Um, I probably would... I prefer brain damage. Yeah, it's a better movie. So brain damage budget was um, 600000 yeah. Significantly higher. Yeah. And it looks it looks a lot nicer. Like this is like very grainy and and that's partly because they shot it on sixteen mil. Oh, sweetheart. Yeah. Um, sorry, guys. No, no, no. <laughs> um, okay, so um, we'll start to wrap up. But Alice, do you want to direct people anywhere, like a Twitter? Um, yeah, you can. If- um, yeah, if you want to see more of my musings on horror films and other things, uh, if you like jokes, do you guys like jokes? Yeah. I'll do jokes. Love a good joke. You love a good joke. Um, you can follow me on Twitter at Alice Taylor M. Um, and you can check out Tales of Adventure, which is my um, D&D uh, improvised show and podcast. Cool. Uh, cool. Uh, ben is at Ben underscore Errington. On Twitter. Correct. Yes. I'm yes, at yes. Luke of Condor with K. Um so yeah, thanks for listening. Um if you enjoyed the episode, become a patron over at patreon.com forward slash hawk and cleaver. Thanks to Kovac Cameron for our theme music, thanks to ACAST for hosting the show. Thanks to the listeners. If you enjoyed the show, please consider rating and reviewing in iTunes and remember to hit subscribe. And thanks to my co host Ben for being a right horror dude, but also uh, lots of thanks to our guest Alice. Thanks for coming on. Thank you so much. And Sully, of course. Yes, yeah. And Sully, yeah. Thank you very much. You've been quite opinionated throughout the podcast, haven't you? (laughs) Maybe we need that. Yeah. Okay. Botox Cosmetic, out of botulinum toxin A, FDA approved for over 20 years. So talk to your specialist to see if Botox Cosmetic is right for you. 
For full prescribing information, including boxed warning, visit BotoxCosmetic.com or call 877-351-0300. Remember to ask for Botox Cosmetic by name. To see for yourself and learn more, visit BotoxCosmetic.com. That's BotoxCosmetic.com.